And hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Conquest Chronicles. This is Matt here, along with Dina, and we got quite a few to get to uh, today. We have um, we have some some po- well, I don't want to call it post spring, but we have spring football talk. Uh, we got some spring football talk after the spring showcase. Uh, we have some talk of that. Also, we have some quarterback talk as well. As um as there's more talk about the about the uh four USC quarterbacks right now. Um currently the Rose Bowl game is on ESPNU, by the way. For anyone Which one? the twenty seventeen one. Uh love it. it. It's on right now. Um USC is trailing forty nine to thirty five with one fifty five left in the third quarter think we all know how this ends (laughs) i'm just saying i think we all have an idea of how this ends and adoree jackson is hurt now Uh, i love that shot of him when he's limping hopping along the sidelines when i think it was after um mccoy got the interception i was actually it actually happened right in front of me. That actually happened. Like I had a good shot of him limp, sprinting and limping, and yeah. everything. <laughs> um, no, let's let's go ahead and let's get do it to it. Dina, how are you doing? How's the uh, hiking on the mountains? <laughs> it's pretty good. I like. I don't know. Like I hate going to the gym. I just canceled my gym membership today because I never go, and I was wasting ten bucks a month. So I like hiking instead. I like just, I don't know, there's something about it. that I like taking pictures um, of the scenery, and then I just like, it's weird. Like, I could never, ever run six miles. Like, there's no way I could run six miles. But I can hike six miles. Like, it's hard, but it's not well, I mean, that hard. Climbing and mountains. <laughs> I mean, you're climbing mountains, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm much, I don't don't get tired as easily hiking up a mountain than I do running on a flat surface, (laughs) which is weird. I've discovered, though, that I have pretty good endurance. I need to go with you. I need to go hiking with you. There's that. I mean, unless you want to count hiking up Coliseum stairs as something, <laughs> that's always a workout itself. No, no, hiking up Dodger Stadium's parking lot, <laughs> that was a workout. Oh, oh yeah, that was a workout. That is equivalent to going up a mountain. <laughs> yeah. But um, this past Saturday, we had the USC Spring Showcase. And for those who don't know what the Spring Showcase is, it's essentially the spring game, the quote-unquote spring game. But for the past, what, I want to say for the past two years, past two, three years, they haven't done much of a spring game. It's just been a showcase, and I think it's because of the amount of bodies that they've had. This year, we kind of Is it because the Coliseum? I thought the first year was for the, the Coliseum was getting renovated. Well, the last two years it was because the Coliseum was getting renovated, 
But then the other year, I think there was a year they didn't even do it. They didn't even do a spring game. It was like a showcase. Right. That's what the past two years has been. So, I mean, it, it's pretty much has been just a showcase of what, you know, they do in spring practice. And then they scrimmage in the end. And they do red zone drills and stuff. Um, that's... Yeah, this year it was just like position drills. Then they did... Uh, I think seven on seven came first, and then the the scrimmage. Yeah, and I don't know. I I I mean, I was I caught a tail end of it actually. I caught the tail end of it because um I wasn't at home to watch it, but I caught the tail end of it and saw a little bit of the highlights of it. And so I wanted to ask Dina, what do you think? What did you think of the uh? Of the spring showcase, what what did you take away from the spring showcase, if anything? Yeah, um, first of all, I thought it was weird that so well I watched it on TV because I had to um, I had to work, but I thought it was odd that the media on field couldn't have phones out like at all, not not even like I know pictures and videos kind of um, sometimes. They get touchy with that, but not even, like, sending out tweets. Um, and apparently in the stands, though, that you could have your phones out, which I thought was weird. None of the media just went to go sit up in the stands. Because there was no tweets going out at all for, like, two hours about um, the showcase, except except ours, because I was watching on TV, so I could, I could tweet about it. But um, So that was kind of weird. I mean... It was televised, so I don't know why they would be so strict about phones. I know um, Scott Rodriguez, Jason Rodriguez's dad, said that he thought maybe it was because they didn't want plays getting leaked, the play calling getting recorded. But I mean, I don't. But it's on the Pac-12 network. That was the thing, like. Yeah, I mean, the, by the media just, standing right there. But even then, I don't think the media. You the media is smart. They're not gonna record. You can just go to, you can just record it on your TV and start, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't, it was, it's a weird Maybe there's something situation. more to it. Maybe they don't want, like, them to tweet who's injured or who's doing this or who's doing that. Yeah, I don't know. But that was weird. But anyway, besides that, um, I thought... So my biggest takeaways, I the defense did well stopping the run. Um, the only back who got who broke through for a long one was Marquis Step for like sixty some yards for a touchdown run. Um, in the I can't remember if it was the seven on seven portion or the scrimmage portion. I believe it was the seven on seven portion because it was kind of it looked like it looked like the scrimmage portion of it. Oh, maybe it was. Um. So he and he's fast. Like he when you when you see him on the field, he looks huge and he is huge. But then you see him run, he's just as fast, if not the fastest guy out there. Um I thought JT Daniels looked sharp. He I only saw like maybe two misses that he had. Um Keaton Slovis looked sharp for being a true freshman. Um, those are my, those are my main takeaways. I thought, 
Matt Fink looked good. He had some misses. Um, I think the most inconsistent of the day that I saw was Jack Sears. Um, he had that pick six to Drake Jackson. Um, who, do you see that pick six? The, I, I did that the one handed cool. grab. The one handed yeah, grab from the line. Yeah, so, um, it was during the scrimmage portion and Jack was throwing it to the right and Drake just snagged it out of the air. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one was very impressive because it was just like, I don't think I've seen a lineman do that where they just snatch it out of, out of And it was so fast. Like, it was so fluid. A lot um, of... But yet. He's been getting a lot... Drake, with Jackson, he's been getting a lot of comparisons to Rasheen Green and Leonard Williams. And that's actually a good comparison. Yeah, for sure. Actually a very good comparison, if you, if you think about it. Yeah, but all in all, I thought for the the quarterback Sears was the least impressive. I mean, he had one good scramble, um, but the rest there was more misfires than the other one, the other quarterbacks. Um, that pick six. Um, Keaton Slovis actually had a good play. Um, the pocket collapsed, and at the last second, he kind of shoveled past it to I forget who threw it to, but um, for some for some extra yardage, so that was pretty cool. But other than that, there wasn't really big plays besides Drake's pick six, Marquis Steps um, touchdown, and uh, so, so, was, so you're saying it was basically kind of vanilla, like just yeah, there wasn't anything horrible, and there wasn't anything. Well, I think well, there was Drake Jackson was the wow factor. I think he was the spring scrimmage uh, MVP. It. And just to ask you, so what much did you think of the offense? Because I know that's what everybody wants to know. That's what everybody wants to hear is what do the what did the offense look like? Because we saw Graham Harrell during the um, scrimmage portion of during the scrimmage portion and the seven on seven portion that he was somewhere like above, I don't know, above a uh, Cromwell field. Yeah, he like, was sitting up there pretty high. Um. And he, he does, that, he does that during the spring, the practices too. Um, Which indicates he just, he's probably going to be on the booth, correct? Right. Yeah, he likes um, one of the. I think either Yogi Roth or who who he was announcing with there was was saying how he likes to be be high so he can see everything. Um, the offense offense looked good. Um, there wasn't there wasn't many misfires at all. Um, it was pretty. It wasn't. It wasn't like real up tempo, but it was fast. It was they were getting the quarterbacks were getting the ball out quick. Um, there wasn't a lot of hanging back in the pocket, you know, trying to make a decision. It was very very fast um, thinking. All in all, I thought it was good for the offense. I'd probably give it a solid A, maybe B plus A. There wasn't anything crazy, but. It was the moving the chains, so that's what matters. First downs move the chains. Um, the defense looked good. Um, they didn't really give up huge plays besides the the, the step run. Um, 
was very balanced, both offense and defense. Carr looked good, too. Stephen Carr did look good. He looked good. Um, he had a couple good runs. And has, and has he been looking healthy? I know a lot of people requesting his health and everything, which he's been out because of a, of a sickness and stuff. So how did so how did he look to you? And how did you he, and did he, they, he, did he, they give it? Was there an indication of how they would use him? Because I know they talked actually, about possibly putting him in a slot, maybe like having him line up in a slot, you know, for for certain formations. Yeah, he actually surprised me because I've been one of those people that have kind of been doubting his health and whether or not he'd be able to regain his step, but he looked good to me. Um, I don't remember where they had him other than just handing, handing the ball off to him. Nothing special. I don't, I don't remember. Um, actually, he might have caught some passes now that I think about it. But yeah, all the all the running backs look good. Um, Malapai look good. Carr look good. Step look good. So there's a good group there. Well, now that we are we we're in the last week of spring practice, um, we move forward. Now we talk about the quarterbacks, and recently Graham Harrell uh, spoke with the media about his quarterbacks. Has some pretty good things to say about all four of them. Um, said some good things about, about, um, Daniel saying if he don't overthink, he'll be good. Saying that, uh, all three of the quarterbacks have taken, uh, Slovis under, under their wing. But the one thing, and I, and I texted this to you before the show, I think, matter of fact, I think you were upset about it, actually, or irritated with it, one of the two. <laughs> but, one of the major things that stood out was that he said he's going to let the quarterbacks know at the end of spring, he's going to let the quarterbacks know where they stand heading in the fall practice, heading in the fall camp. Now, I know for you, you're expecting them. You're saying, you know, you're, you're, you thought they would name a starting quarterback or they'll go, Hey, this is what our depth chart looks like. And Clay Helton. I didn't said think they that, were. I didn't think they were going to name it after spring. I thought maybe after summer, or right at the beginning of fall. I didn't. You know, I didn't think they were going to wait till the end of fall camp because the past two years. I don't know. To me, it just feels like if you wait that long, they name it. They always name it like the week before the the first game of the season. So the those reps that the starter could have been having is being shared all through fall camp, all through summer. So it's just kind of irritating because the last two years, look how that worked out. Naming Max Brown and then naming JT. You know, JT definitely could use those extra reps. That is true. That is very true. I think because Clay Hilton said that there will be a depth chart at the end of every week. So I would say like Friday, like, uh, how can I put it? Uh, Friday, actually. He said, I, I think after every Friday, there would be a depth chart, but we haven't seen a depth chart. We haven't, they haven't released one. We haven't seen one. And I think it's been an internal thing. So I think 
and and you kind of have an idea based off of what you see in practice on who's doing what. But um, I think, and you know, I think there's a there's a depth chart internally that's not shared, but it's shared within the team. So I honestly think there's like a QB one, a QB two. You know, I think it just flips after each and every week because one day, you know, like one day JT Daniels could look good or one week JT Daniels could look good and he could be the one. Then the next week it could be Jack Sears or the next week it could be Keaton Slovis. You know, it, it tends to flip. And I think going in the fall because realistically, USC don't have everybody. For them to have like a actual depth chart or to name a starter or something, but they can go. Look, this is your position going into the into the fall. You know, this is you know this is your shot to win the job in the fall. Will all four quarterbacks have a shot to win it in the fall? Yeah, but I think Graham Harold is basically going to go look. Your position, if we had to start a game this week, you wouldn't be the starter or you would be a fourth string or you would be a third right. string. And that's why when we talked about it last week, like who would be the starter if there was a game next week, who would be the starter? I think both of us said JT Daniels. And I honestly believe, I honestly believe JT Daniels right now would be the starting quarterback because in all honesty, He's the safe pick. Right. He's he's the safe pick. And not only that, but what would you get with it, – it's like with, with – and I know it's the same thing with all of them, but it's like you don't know what you're going to get with Jack Sears. Yes, the Arizona State game was great, but you don't know what you're going to get with Jack Sears. You don't – you never know what you're going to get with Jack Sears, you know, Especially at a new offense, I think if they were still running the same thing, then yes, you would have a good argument for Jack Sears because it's a similar offense that he excelled in at, at Sam Kamene. And not only that, he's similar to Sam Darnold. I'm not saying he's like Sam Darnold, but their games are very similar. JT Daniels, I think, fits this fits a Graham Harrell offense better because he yeah. don't. He's not doing too much thinking. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, JT, I think, would be the starter. I think he's going to be the starter. Everyone after that is kind of up in the air. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, it, like I said, it, it, it is going to – I think it's going to depend on what happens in the, spring, in the, in the summer. I think it's going to depend on what happens in the summer and in the fall. And I think we'll have a clear idea, but I do have, but I do think they need to name the starter a little bit sooner than the week before. I do believe that because yeah, I think they should too. Them, although they did say the end of fall camp, they shouldn't because by the time it's the end of fall camp, I think fall camp lasts what two weeks. Fall camp lasts two weeks. By the time you hit the end of fall, you're in game week. Right. So why, I mean, granted, you're trying to get it, you know, you you start fall camp at the beginning of August, 
But game week is August 31st. They play Fresno State August 31st. If you have a new starting quarterback, let's say somebody beats out JT Daniels, right? Who you have, you give the new quarterback a whole week. Now, I think the best situation is that they have fall practice. So I think, or not fall, but they had spring ball to get it together. JT Daniels was not at spring ball last year. He was there, but he couldn't practice. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to be there and to watch and to observe, but it's another to get reps in with those guys. Daniels at least got reps in with the new, with the new system and everything. So, I don't know. I I don't have an issue with them naming the quarterback after fall camp. But by the time fall camp ends, we're a week into the season. It's like it's like the first game of the season when they played Bama and you're like is it going to be is it going to be Sam Darnold or is it going to be um what's his face? Max Brown. Max Brown. Which I think we all knew Max Brown was gonna was gonna win the starting job, although Darnold was pushing. Darnold was like was pushing, and Darnold I think. But here's the thing, and we go back on that too. I know it's unrelated, but if Darnold would have start started week one, do you think USC would have been better off? That's like if if you think about it now. If USC would have started, let's say, Jack Sears, right, where would USC be? I don't think USC would have been in, in a much better situation. Compared, and people would have still been asking for, for JT Daniels to start. Yeah, it's hard. it's hard. I don't know about – I don't know about – if they would have been in a better place with Sears, but they, I, I believe they for sure would have been with Darnold. So, um, so I mean, I just sit there and I just go, I, I think at this rate we, uh, Daniels is going to end up being a starting quarterback. We we're saying this again in the spring, but I think he is. Like, there's no logical situation. Yeah. Unless something drastic happens, and we said it, we said it, I think we said something similar last year. Unless something drastic happens where one guy just has, you know, this magic camp, then it's probably going to be Daniels. If it's, if this battle's close, then it's probably going to be Daniels. Just like if the battle was close. Last year, it was probably going to be Daniels unless Fink or Sears really stepped up. This year, unless Fink, Sears, or Slovis really show something wild, then it's probably going to be Daniels. I don't... I like Slovis. I mean, I granted, he's having a very good fall... He's having a very good spring practice. He's having a really impressive spring practice. But I don't think I think he's gonna end up as a red shirt. I just have a feeling he's gonna end up as a red shirt. Yeah, I 
I do too. I think it's hard to obviously I think Daniels Daniels is going to be number one, but I it's hard to picture after that. I really want Slovis to come out and get number two, but I don't know because I don't know if he I if think, Harold I, would do that when he I, has a veteran like Fink and I Sears. Think, I think Sears or I think Sears ends up number two because there's too much. How can I put it? There's too much good. I don't want to say it's too much good with Sears, but with Sears, at least you know what you're gonna get. With with Slovis, I think the downside to him right now is the fact that. I think the downside for him right now is by the time he's no longer a red shirt, you have young Bryce Young. Uh, presumably, you have Bryce Young coming in next year. Right. You know, so I think, and I think Slovis just it basically went. You know what? I ha- you know I have two elite quarterbacks coming in. Uh, this might be my time to get it done. Or I have an elite quarterback coming in. This might be my time to get it done, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see how 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 all of it shapes up, especially for for the both of them. Um, recently, now recently, before we get to our question that uh, we wanted to talk about, we're gonna bring up some other USC sports news. Um. The USC men's completed an undefeated season in uh, in men's volleyball. Defeating they defeated UCLA last week, I believe. They defeated UCLA last week to complete the uh, the perfect season, uh, which is very impressive. Um, USC baseball has been winning games recently. They took they have they took two out of three against the Sun Devils. Um, Against the number seven Sun Devils, and recently they just they just defeated uh, Cal Fullerton tonight. As of record time, they defeated them tonight. Cal Fullerton's a good team. Cal Fullerton is a good team. Always actually a good team year after year it seems. So we so I've gone on through the record to say USC right now is twelve and <laughs> what they're twelve and eighteen. Five and seven in the Pac-12. They can win two more games. They'll be at five hundred in the Pac-12. USC's going to the NCAA tournament. Now, Dina Dina made a good point too, and I think she was getting ready to. I, I will go ahead and let you share that. <laughs> I was I was going to say I don't really have a comment on that. Um, Dina made a good point two days ago. That the last time I said this about USC football, <laughs> USC proceeded to lose <laughs> what, like four the next they're four out of the next five games. Yeah. No, they lost their they lost like five out of their next seven games. No, they lost four out of five actually because they played. Who they play? Colorado was earlier. Yeah, they played a. Uh, Oregon State and beat Oregon State. Barely. Barely. So yeah. Um let me 
not talk about it and let them. But ever since I've been saying that, they have been winning games. That's true. They have been winning games. So there's something that's being done right. Um, and then not only that, we have some USC basketball news on the women's side. Um, USC's, USC's guard, Mignon Moore, for those who, who remember, I interviewed her sister, Mariah Moore, back, uh, before the Pac-12 tournament. Mignon Moore is transferring. Um, she's going to be a grad, she's graduating here in a cup in a few weeks. Um, will be a grad transfer and will be eligible to play immediately. Um, she is USC's best player, as we will say. She led the team, I believe it. She led the team in scoring, steals, assists. I think that's it. She, she led the team in quite a few categories, but she was by far, I think, USC's best player. Um, brought intensity over. But she will transfer. She will be getting, she's getting her degree and she will be transferring in the, uh, to play somewhere else. But she is one of the five USC Trojans. She is one of five women of Troy, uh, players that are transferring out of the program. Um, you got Jillian Archer who is, who is transferring out of the program. Um, you have Jones who is transferring out of the program who Jones actually got quite a few good uh quite a few playing time got some good playing time towards the end of the season um she's transferring but quite a few players from the from the USC women's team uh entering the transfer portal and you you're starting to see a lot of players enter the transfer portal in both football and basketball which is I don't know what that means right now I don't know what that's saying right now yeah I don't but uh Mignon but we wish Mignon the best. She was a treat her and her sister watching her and her sister play was a treat to watch. Um but right now USC only has four players returning to their roster next year. They only have four players returning to their roster next year who isn't tra- who aren't transferring. And not only that, but USC brings in the number the number five, I want to say, they bring in the number five recruiting class in basketball, which includes two of the top ten players in the nation. And they, I think three five-stars. They have three five-stars coming in, which includes um, Brandon Peely's sister, who who I think, who I believe set a, an Alaska a state record in scoring in Alaska. Wow. So... They're, uh, so USC has talent coming in. They're gonna be a very young team going into next year. Um, and you, I, and I was saying it, I was saying, uh, on my personal Twitter account, I was saying on my Twitter account, but when USC ended the season, I thought, felt USC would have been a fun team to watch. They were going to be a Pac-12 contender because Mignon Moore would have been returning. All the players that would have been returning on top of the freshmen coming in and comes out, ter- comes to turn out, USC's best player is transferring. And I, and I think, and I've had a feeling it was going to happen, but now USC has to move forward and USC can also dip into the transfer portal, the portals themselves. 
Um, also, it was being reported by. It's also being reported by uh, U.S. by um, Trojans. What is it? Trojans Insider or Trojan Sports? I think it's Trojans Insider. It's being reported by Trojans Insider that Bellis Jones is in Knoxville for the um, Tennessee spring game. Uh, and as everyone knows, Bellis Jones was in the transfer portal. Um, he started, he was in the slot this year. Would have been interesting to see how he fit, how he fits in in Graham Harrell's offense. But he is, I believe, from what we were hearing from what reports that he is expected to be at the at the Tennessee spring game. And as everyone knows, his former wide receivers coach, T. Martin, is at Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, he'd be, I think, I haven't really watched a lot of Tennessee football, but it'd be kind of cool for him to reunite with T. Yeah, it, and it would be. It would be a good thing for um, for him to be reunited with T, somebody who knows how to work with him and knows how to fit into his off into an offense and stuff like that. Right. So and not only that, Bellis Jones is from Alabama and I mean it's not that far. Yeah, it's not far at all. South, so it it helps it I think it helps him out to be closer to home. I think that right. was the initial reason why he transferred he transferred. I don't know the true reasoning behind why he transferred, but um other than that, going into our question of the day, and I believe Dina asked the question, you could have a home and home with the team. Who would it be? I know we talked about home and homes in the past, but the reason we bring this up is because it comes off of, um, yeah. off of when it, it comes from following the announcement of that of Oklahoma and Alabama announcing a home-and-home series in 2032 and 2033. That's a ways away. Yeah. That's a ways away. Why do they always schedule these games, like, years down the road when Nick Saban probably won't be alive and Lincoln Riley will probably be in the NFL? And who who knows where these programs will be (laughs) by then? Yeah, I... It's because they there's no room. I mean, they've already scheduled so far out. Why don't they just make room for like to leave something open for? So here's my thing: one, home and homes need to be done more regularly. I think USC needs to do more home and homes with bigger schools. I don't see how there's no way you can get a home and home done with Alabama. Yeah. Uh... I think every school should do more home and homes. Two. Why are we playing Alabama right now in 2020 next year? Why are we playing Bama again after last time? Is it and it's a neutral site, right? It it's in Arlington. See, I don't, I don't, I hate neutral sites. There's what's the point? Who cares? Who cares about advantage? Just schedule a home and home one year after the other, just like Texas. I don't have an issue. With a new, with doing neutral site games, especially, but it's like the home and home thing is what made things special. Like, remember when USC would play home and homes against Ohio State when they did a home and home with Ohio State and they did a home and home with Nebraska. 
Like, it's, it gives the fans a chance to go to these campuses, to go to other stadiums and to see the CD atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, USC's done home and homes with Auburn. And oh, it's probably better for it, TV ratings, I'm sure. It actually is. The Texas home and home was amazing. Right. The Texas was series was, what, the most watched game of... I know it was the most watched game of the month, but the one when Texas came to USC, it was one of the top watched games of the season, if not the top. That is true. And everybody knows the hype, USC-Texas. Okay, you think of the national title game now. And and the first time, the first game at the Coliseum actually was very good. Well, I wouldn't say very good. I'm not going to go that far, but it was good. It was thrilling. Mm-hmm. And then fans get to go to Texas. Like, why take away from that? But drifting off, we're drifting off on that. What were the results of um, of the home-and-home home polls? Like, what was everyone saying in terms of a home-and-home? Home? So we got, to the original question, we got... Um... Why is it not showing? We got 46 replies. And then from those 46, I picked the top four that were said the most. And those top four were LSU, Georgia, Clemson, and Michigan. And then I posted a poll with those four. And there's 10 hours left. And right now, LSU is leading with 40% of the vote. Second is Michigan with 30%, third Clemson with 17 and and last Georgia with 13. And so people so, want LSE the most currently. I actually wouldn't mind the LSU series. I think I think people want that because we were robbed and I do say <laughs> we were robbed of a USC LSU game in 2003. Well, I thought you were going to say we were robbed of Ed Orgeron. No, nah, I'm not going that far. <laughs> I just think we were robbed of a of a home and home. We were robbed of a home and home and um and and uh I'm drawing a blank tonight. We were robbed, not of a home-and-home, home, we were robbed of an LSU-USC Nick Saban versus Pete Carroll national <laughs> championship game. We were robbed of that. I the home-and-home like, home home between LSU and USC has to be, USC has to be coached by Pete Carroll and LSU has to be coached by, by Nick Saban. <laughs> Would you want them coached by Nick Saban or Les Miles? Because Les Miles has some things to say about USC, too. Let's remember, he did have some choice words about about USC heading into the 2007 season. Because he felt USC's schedule was easy. And USC just hiccuped against Stanford that year. When I think of LSU, I think of Les Miles. I do... You see, I think of LSU, and not to not to take away from 
what Nick Saban did at LSU. But, I mean, USC was what, at the beginning of their decade of dominance or their, their whole dominance. And to see, and to see Matt Liner against that defense and to see LSU against USC's defense, that actually would have been a good one to watch. Yeah. Because up to recent day, up to recent time, actually, those are the only two schools that have split a national championship. Now, here's where I'll go into this, and I've got to go off the rails for a second, Dina. I'm sick and tired of LSU fans going, we're the true national champions. Because you won the BCS national championship. Because you played in the BCS national championship. The only reason, now, don't get me wrong, LSU deserved to be in that game. But the only reason why you got in, why LSU won that national title was because A, computers. You, <laughs> matter of fact, computers. Um, no, it, it's true. Computers. Yeah, right. yeah it you, is. It, they got in, they got that national championship because the BCS operated off of computers and it went, well, the formula and the strength of schedule and they punished USC because of Hawaii and, and BYU. That was the only reason why, that was the only reason why that happened. But everyone else acknowledged that USC was the best team in the nation. So how is it that everyone else outside of SEC country acknowledged USC as the best team in the country? Especially after when they lost the cow, they started whooping on everybody. Yeah, it's just, I mean, no matter what, LSU fans are going to, I mean, that, that's true with any school and any fan. I mean, if they think they are robbed, they're going to say we're the national champions. I mean, look at UCF the, two years ago. Yeah. But here, my thing is this, though. My thing is this, though, and it's the same argument that Auburn fans make when they go, well, we should have been the national champions, or we should have got a state title. No, you shouldn't have, because USC was clear-cut the best team. USC and Oklahoma were clear-cut the best two teams in the nation. They went wire to wire one and two. Auburn, though Auburn was very good, I will say that, but Auburn was not the best team in the country. 55 to 19 kind of proved it. Auburn almost blew it in a sugar bowl against Virginia Tech. Need I say more? And if <laughs> LSU, and if Auburn... Every time I want to say something totally random, every time I think Virginia Tech, I just think of how ugly their uniforms are. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> Those colors do not mix. Dean anyway. is a fashion coordinator. <laughs> anyway. Go ahead. But, Dina, who would you think, what home and home would you want to see? If you have to, give me like three home and home series you wish to see. Um, not out of the poll. I think I'd want Oklahoma number one, Georgia two, and someone said, actually, like two people said Navy. I think that would be pretty cool. So three would yeah. be Navy. Yeah, I'm not scheduling Navy. <laughs> I like the Armed Forces, but I'm not scheduling Navy. The only reason I'm not scheduling Navy is because I'm still having nightmares of the Sun Bowl. <laughs> the triple option is a terror to play against. I'm sorry, I am not playing against, I am not playing against the triple option. Ooh, I have a good one. I don't know if it's people will think it's good, but why don't we take the two death penalty teams and schedule home and homes? <laughs> SMU? <laughs> SMU, yeah. You're so it's not right for saying that. Bowl. <laughs> You're so not right for that. The death bowl. The death. Yo, you know what, people? <laughs> I'm not the one coming up with these names. That is her. The shirts would be sick. I think the shirts, like, the death. <laughs> That'd be funny. They would never name it that, but I'm sure parody shirts would be coming out. There there would be. I wouldn't, you know what? I wouldn't want to play any, uh, I wouldn't want to play Air Force, Navy, or Army. Because <laughs> last year, remember last year when Oklahoma went to overtime with <laughs> Army? Yeah. And... I so I made a whole bunch of jokes and probably karma got me this season uh, last season, but I made a joke saying that Navy or that Oklahoma or your Heisman contender and your national championship contender is going into overtime with the ROTC on in demand pay per view. <laughs> I probably caught USC probably caught karma because I said that. So the last thing I need is for somebody to go is to at me on Twitter and go, hey, hey, your school is struggling against the ROTC <laughs> on Pac-12 Network. And not only that, but every time I think of Navy, I think of that time when they played Ohio State and almost beat Ohio State in the horseshoe. Every time I think of Navy... Or Army. I just think of how they never throw the ball. They don't. And it kind of makes me mad. <laughs> like, why as a quarterback would you ever want to go? But you want, but you want to schedule them. But you want to schedule yeah, them. Yeah, I don't know. Just you want to play cool. them. <laughs> you want to play them, but you don't. You well, we know what they're going to do. The I don't understand how they can, how teams can't prepare for that. They're not going to throw it. Because with the triple option, you're allowed to chop block. You're actually allowed to chop block on the line. And so I looked it up, um, why why the service schools run the option. Because a lot of the service schools don't have the athletes that a lot of the power five schools or a lot of the schools have. So they rely on the trip. And it's a, and it's like that in, co- in high school, too. 
So a lot of teams rely on the on the option, the triple option, the power eye, the wing T, the old school, the old school stuff, the under center old school stuff. So they rely on that, and that's why they um, they run it because it's there's no they don't have the skill set. You know what I mean? They don't have the the athletes to run a spread offense or an air raid or something like that. But I don't know why Georgia Tech ran the triple option. That's the one thing that puzzles me the most. Georgia Tech's kind of weird. Well, you think they'd be in the SEC and they're not. I think they used to be in the SEC. That one shocked me. Like a long time ago, I think they used to be in the SEC. Yeah, they're weird. <laughs> Um, but in in terms of like a um, I don't know in terms of like a home and home for me um, for a home and home for me one would be Miami first and foremost that's a series that needed to be done I think that's a series that really needed to be done if we're if we're being honest here, so we so we need to get a, a Miami and um, we need to get a Miami and a USC home and home series done because think of the narratives there. I can't. I'm only thinking about the humidity. <laughs> it's humid in Oklahoma during that time. What are you talking about? Yeah, but Florida, it's gross. <laughs> All right. So would you rather go where it's just flat out humid or would you rather go where it's hot and humid? I mean, it's hot in Florida. <laughs> and then you have to deal and then you play the yeah, game. Florida, and you gotta, I don't like the vibe. Storm. I can't do Florida. I could do the vibe Oklahoma. Western. You can have to live in Oklahoma for four years. <laughs> so, there's that. <laughs> um, another home and home. Are we now? Here's the thing: Are we doing home and homes that haven't been done before yet, or that? And wait a minute! Wait a minute! You could be playing Oklahoma late in the season when it's cold. <laughs> they wouldn't play Oklahoma late in the season, though. A home and home for the last game. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Do, I think the last time USC did like a non Notre Dame non conference uh, game late in the season was Fresno State. I think Fresno State was the last get was the last team they played in November late in the season. If they want to get into the college football playoff instead of Alabama, they should have a home and home late in the season because Alabama's playing. No name state late in the season. So if it's playing like the, the committee playing the Citadel. <laughs> yeah, that school that Frank Underwood went to and out the cards. <laughs> he did. He graduated from there. Oh, I didn't know that was a real God. school. The Citadel. <laughs> yeah, I yes. watched House of Cards and I was like, oh, that, that must be fake. I've never heard of it. And then I saw someone who went like someone's profile. 
said he went there. I'm like, wait, it's real? <laughs> it's a real school. The Citadel is a real school. I think it's in South Carolina. Do they run That's... the triple offense? Or the no, triple they... option? No, they run a spread. Well, they're military, aren't they? I don't know. They were, they were now the guards. They were a military school. I think they are. I know VMI is a military school. I don't know school. what branch they are, though. I know VMI is a military school. Well, there's schools that are just like an independent branch. Like, it's not tied to a branch. Mm. But Let us know um, if you went to the Citadel. Please let us know. What was it like? Um, if we're doing schools that we have that USC hasn't played within the last ten to fifteen years, I would say, oh, Michigan would be one. Michigan or Michigan State would be one. Uh, I'd go to the big house or go to East Lansing. I'd go to Michigan. I want to, I don't know. Michigan State kind of seems boring. I don't know how <laughs> it is in East Lansing. I know I go to Ann Arbor. Though Ann Arbor is just. Ann Arbor is pretty. It's just the University of Michigan and a small town and that's it. It's not much to it. It's not like it's Detroit or anything. So I'd go to Nebraska. That'd be fun. I'd do Nebraska. Nebraska. I want to go to places where football is, you know, bigger than God. So then we'd have to go to the state of Texas, Nebraska. Uh, Can we just petition never to play a game in the state of Texas? (laughs) I want to. I want. I think home a home and home of Texas. It should be like Notre Dame every year. (laughs) Schedule it. I wouldn't do every year. But I would do like every two years or maybe every three years. I wouldn't do it like a Notre Dame series though. Because now you're talking, unless you play Hawaii, now you're leaving a slot open for like one home and home from one series against a school on top of your playing. And if they want to play a bigger school, so if they wanted to play Ohio State, now you're playing Ohio State, Texas, and Notre Dame. Every year. I don't think they would do that to themselves. Well, that's why you don't play Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they played Ohio State in, in a home-and-home and, home and swept it. I would... What about TCU? Eh. I don't think... I don't know. I don't. I feel like TCU is not... Not enough of a football school. But, wow. <laughs> when I think of TCU, I don't automatically think or, football. Or Oklahoma State. I don't know State. why. Eh, I might do that one. Oklahoma State would be doable. It's not that far from Norman. I do Baylor. I do Baylor before TCU and Oklahoma State. I would, I would do Baylor. Ooh. I just because I just want to go to Waco. Texas Tech. Texas Tech, yeah, I do that. Light the scoreboard <laughs> up in Lubbock. That'd be sick. That will be a sixty-three to seventy-five game. I'm sorry, with a combined passing of maybe over a thousand yards in one game. <laughs> well, I don't know. They're changing the offense in Lubbock, so that might be different. Um, Texas. Texas A&M. 
Yeah, that'd be fun. Now here's now here's a strange part about that. Here's the here's the part about that. Remember when Texas A and M had a home and home against UCLA? Yes. Okay, so true story here. That was supposed to be a home and home for USC. So USC and Texas. So the home and home that UCLA got was supposed to be the home and home that USC and Texas A and M was supposed to have. USC was supposed to go to Kyle Field for that for the first time for the first game, and then they were supposed to come to the Coliseum the next year. And I think I think USC backed out. I think either USC or A and M backed out. And uh, UCLA, and they picked it up with UCLA. Tennessee was supposed to, Tennessee and USC was supposed to have a home and home. And I think Tennessee backed out. Hmm. Or USC backed out. One of the two backed out. But USC and Tennessee, if you ever looked on. Um, Tennessee, on, I've been to their stadium. It's It's a nice stadium from the outside, but I don't like the inside of it. It's. It's ugly. Like the walkways where the snack bars and stuff are, it's like all I'd cement. Have, ugly. I'd have, I'd have to go to to check that out. And it's weird because you know how the Coliseum's long. Yeah. Nyland Nyland Stadium, however you pronounce it. Nyland Nyland. I think it's Nyland Nyland Stadium. Is it's it like? Matt? Is it massive like the Coliseum? No, it's like, to me it felt small. And I don't know if I'm just weird, but I'm, I guess I'm just used to the Coliseum. It's just such, like, long horizontally. Yeah, because remember the Coliseum used to have a track inside of it, so that's why it's right. like that. But and the Coliseum the stadium is kind of like, it felt squished. Well, here's something we got to remember with the L.A. Coliseum is that was originally designed for the Olympics. So the Coliseum used to have a track inside of there, and then they took the track out. With with a lot of the football stadiums in the South, a lot of them aren't built like they had a track in there, you know. A lot of football stadiums are built just like football, you know. It's for football for that sole purpose. Um. That was like when I went to the Rose Bowl. If when I went to the Rose Bowl, I felt the Rose Bowl stadium when they were playing UCLA, it was small. To me, it was small. I'm like, how does this hold ninety something thousand people? You know, but it's small. Yeah, Neyland is but it, short but Neyland, and tall. Like it goes ne- up high. But Neyland and and. This and Alabama Stadium seems massive to me. Like Alabama Stadium looks like an NFL stadium. <laughs> it looks like I an NFL. I can't picture. I don't know why what Alabama looks like right now. It looks like in a, like an updated NFL stadium. It looks like the Meadowlands. What about home and home with Ole Miss? That'd be fun. A home and home with Ole Miss, that won't be, like, the first on my list. It won't be the first on my list, but I wouldn't mind um, having a home and home with them. 
if that makes sense. <laughs> they wouldn't be first on my list, but yeah. I would I wouldn't mind having a home and home with them. Um I love the home and homes with Hawaii. Though I've never been to freaking I haven't been to a to USC Hawaii in Hawaii. I've been to Aloha Stadium. Aloha Stadium is unique. It's old. But it's very unique. I'm trying to think of other Wisconsin would be fun. Um no, no, no. I I'm starting a petition to never play Wisconsin again. <laughs> I can't do it. I cannot do I cannot watch Wisconsin play. I'm sorry. I can't I can't watch Wisconsin play. I do a home and home. I wouldn't mind USC doing a home and home with um with I either Iowa do a home and home with Iowa or Penn State. A home and home. Ooh, a Penn home and State. Home That'd be a good State. one. And you know they have you know Penn State's gonna do a night game and it's gonna be the whiteout. That's a good one. I I've like, heard, yeah. I'm so, I've had, I'm shocked nobody said Penn State. I've that heard, I saw. I've, on, on I've been told by numerous I've been told by numerous Penn State fans that I've interacted with at the Rose Bowl that you that every college football fan has to go to the whiteout game. Why? Because I feel like every I, team has a not I mean lots not of teams like have Penn a State. whiteout. It's not it's it, it is not like Penn State. Penn State's whiteout is white. <laughs> it is like, it is like whiteout white, like printer paper white. <laughs> like it, it is, so at the Rose Bowl, at the Rose Bowl, if you've seen it, everybody was wearing white. And if you look at it, with the small section of Penn State fans that was there, they were very loud. So, oh, I was just told the whiteout game is the game to go to. So, I go. That, I mean, everybody, is this like everybody does a blackout? Yeah, uh, yeah. Though nobody does it like New Zealand, but everybody does a blackout. Give me one. So, what's one more school before before? Because we could go on and on for days. But what's one more school? What about Florida State? No, I can't do Florida. Oh my! You in the state <laughs> of Florida? We can sit up. I can sit up here and say, I can sit up here and say, hey, the Gators, the Gators are going to do a home and home with USC. Nope, not going. <laughs> can't do it. Nope. Can't go to Gainesville. It's, it, no, no, want to do it. Uh, let me see. I feel like we named every Power Five. What's a non-Power Five school do you would like to see them do a home? SMU. I really do like that idea. <laughs> the death penalty ball. Ooh, what about Arkansas? We did it already. We didn't do a home. When did we do that? Two thousand five and two thousand six. 
USC put 70 on them twice. Well, let's do it again. <laughs> they they did a home and home with ten, with Arkansas already. They they did they had a home and home with Arkansas. Um, I didn't go to it. Yeah, that is true. Oh, you were like five years old at the time. I was five. How old was I? It was the Pete. It was the the Pete Carroll era. No, both of them were during the Pete Carroll era. Um, two thousand five when Reggie Bush was there. So the two thousand five game was when Reggie Bush was there. Mhm. And then two thousand six was the season opener in Arkansas. Yeah, I wasn't really. I mean, I watched football back then, but I wasn't like every game I was watching. Oh, so you weren't dialed in like that? No. Okay. I remember the game against Arkansas because I stayed up late to watch that, and Texas, I think Texas put seventy on somebody, and USC was like okay, and put seventy on Arkansas. I think it was like seventy to fourteen. It was ugly. Um, a non-Power 5... Well, yeah, what's a non-Power 5 school? Like, what are three non-Power 5 schools? Uh, SMU. So, uh, SMU's a good one. Here's one. Why don't we go to Fresno State? It's That's like, too boring. That's too close. Uh, but I'm. it seems like every time USC plays Fresno State, it's at the Coliseum and that's it. Or it's on a neutral site. It's never at Fresno State. What about North Texas? Hmm. That would be interesting. Go to Denton. That would be interesting. What about... I'm thinking of a Mac school. What about um, Akron? Mm, boring. I, I know that's a random school I just picked <laughs> out. <laughs> it's a random... I know everyone's like, really, Matt, of all schools, of all Power 5 schools you can think. Ooh, I cannot believe I didn't think of this. I, I'm i mad at myself I didn't think of this. What about Boise State? Yeah, that'd be fun. Do a home and home on a blue turf. I feel like the blue turf would give me a headache. <laughs> Ooh, what about Wyoming? N- yeah, no. <laughs> Been to Wyoming? You've been to Wyoming. What else? have I been? No, I haven't been. Uh, it, you trust me, you don't want to go. I would do Boise State, or I would uh, I would do Boise State, Reno, or UNLV. Yeah, I don't want to go to Nevada. Which would you choose, Vegas or Reno? I'd rather go to Reno. Vegas is gross. I did a 
there's another school I'm thinking of. San Diego State. Mm. I want to go somewhere, like, far. <laughs> oh, you want to go somewhere far. Okay. Houston. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Houston or I'm Memphis? I'm down for anything in Texas. Houston or Memphis? Houston. I would love to do Houston or Memphis or... um. You're you're gonna hate me when I say this because it's the state of Florida, but Florida Atlantic and go against Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> but even if it's not a home and home, just have Fl- Florida Atlantic come to the Coliseum. I think if I'm going to go to Florida, you'd have to go to the U. Then you have no, to go. No, I'd rather go to. I'd rather go to the Gators. There's something about the U. I don't like, I don't like don't, the vibe. I'd go. I think ECF would be hand. fun. Not a home and home, but just say like if they came to the Coliseum, that'd be kind of yeah. cool. Or go to Orlando. I I think either way. I I think there's a lot of home and homes that a lot of people would love to see. I think when we talk about home and homes, we we mention like the fantasy. I don't want to say a fantasy matchup, but the, the, the beautiful matchup that we would see only in bowl games, like USC and Clemson or USC and Texas or, you know, because we're lucky enough to get USC Notre Dame every year. Ooh. I'd go here. What's what about that? North Carolina? I'd go. Duke would be fun. But, Duke or North Carolina. But I'd do that for basketball more so than football. That's yeah, like saying I, I, don't like even, saying, I don't even like basketball, but I'd go to a Duke game. That'd be fun. That's like saying for football, let's schedule Kansas. <laughs> the the oddest thing in the world. <laughs> like, why would you want to play Kansas in football? Why would you want to play Axe? I just thought of a random Mac school. Out of the out of twelve teams in the Mac, out of the twelve thirteen teams in the Mac, the only thing I can think of, I would say, I mean, I I would say Central Central Michigan, but we played Central Michigan. I would say North Northern Illinois, but why would we play Northern Illinois? I would say Buffalo, but what? Why Buffalo? I can't. Indiana. I play Indiana. One school I wouldn't want to play is Iowa State. There's going to be too much of a confusion in that school in that game. <laughs> too much confusion. Um, but with that being said. I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Um, be sure to to follow us on Twitter at C Chronicles SBN. You can also follow me at Matt A. Lowry. You can follow me at Always Compete. Please be sure to um, be please be sure to listen to our podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify. If I said it right. Spotify. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> uh, um, 
And also on the micro on um on on microphone, you can listen to us on no megaphone. I was microphone. like, what is microphone? <laughs> you can listen to us. Microphone is what I'm using right now. Yeah. You can also listen to us on megaphone. Um, also, just to remind you guys, we are going to be at Fresno State at the Fresno yep. State USC game. And um, I might be. At Saturday's practice, I haven't decided yet. Dina's going to Saturday's practice. We're, Dina's going to end up going to Saturday's <laughs> practice. Let's just say it for what it is, everyone. Most likely. But yeah, Dina will be at will likely be at Saturday's practice, or she might be at Saturday's practice. So we'll be um, keeping an eye out for that. But until then, we'll see you guys next week and fight on, everyone. Side on.